Well, welcome everyone to this very, very exciting episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Coach Megan, and I'm super excited for this episode, particularly because we're going to be teaching you guys the main reasons why pageant competitors fail. This is obviously a super important topic because so many people who come to me for help are dealing with placing in the top 15 over and over or not placing at all or the pesky top five. They can't figure out what is going to get them from fourth runner up, third runner up, second runner up all the way to winner. So I've compiled my greatest strategies that I've learned from competing, judging and coaching for the past six years. And I'm so excited to dive into this topic today with you guys. So let's get started. Ah, the age-old question, why am I losing? Ugh, it's not a very fun question, is it? Well, actually, in my personal opinion, I think that it's the most fun question that we could ask ourselves, and here's why. I don't know about you, but I personally think that one of the most frustrating parts of pageantry is not knowing what I need to work on and not knowing and understanding why I'm losing. Have you ever felt that way? Well, today I'm super, super excited to engage you guys in these. I wrote them down earlier. I always do a number zero. Why do I do that? I don't know. So really it's five reasons, but we got zero, one, two, three, and four for you guys today in this short episode of the podcast. But I really think this is going to help you guys. Uh, We get frustrated when we get stuck because as leaders and as humans and as people with dreams, we were created to succeed. We were created to progress. And so when we feel stuck or we spent tens of thousands of dollars thousands of dollars, whatever your budget is on your pageant, it can be really, really, you know, disheartening and gut wrenching when you lose maybe time and time again. I know somebody personally even who has lost um, and gotten first runner up about five or six times. And I just can't imagine how devastating that would be to feel like you put your all into something only to come up short. So today I'm really, really excited. We're going to get started with all the ways that most pageant competitors fail and the ways that you can start to succeed today. So let's dive right in. Okay, so, (coughs) excuse me. So uh, first of all, I wanna preface this and this is why I put this as number zero. Um, These skills are tried and true for local and state competitions. Depending on um, whether you're competing in and how big of the magnitude of your national or international competition, I will be completely honest. They can get a little political. Um, And that's not necessarily a bad thing. For example, um, in the Miss Universe organization, the owners of the pageant as well as our leadership has the absolute right to pick some of the top 15. And as a fellow business owner myself, I think that that's completely okay. Totally understand you want to have control over your organization and you want to select somebody who um, can represent your brand really, really well, right? You don't want to your brand to fall into the hands of the wrong person. And also you have to please a ton of people, the owners of your pageant, the different sponsors of your pageant. And so it's really, really important to choose that voice in, in a sense, right? So part of that is merit-based and part of that is selection-based, which I personally am totally cool with. I'm super cool about it because people are transparent about it too, right? I think uh, leading into this, part of the reason why pageant competitors fail is also because we, we don't always know the plan of attack. We don't know the expectation. You know, Miss America has changed their strategy 8,000 times in the last four years um, since they cut out swimsuit. And it's it's felt like a little bit of a moving target as to what the expectation is. And so when we don't know the expectation, it can be very, very difficult to fulfill that expectation, right? Um, so these examples that I will give you today 
are tried and true for local and state pageants because those should not be political. Those should not be. And I, I hate even using the word political because that naturally has a, um, a negative connotation with it. But um, local and state pageants, hopefully, are 100% merit-based. They should be um, on all accounts. I, I know all the pageants that I've competed in and encountered where I've won at the state level are 100% just judges-based, which I think is amazing. And so these strategies, um, when something is fully in your control, because something is purely judges based, then it's completely in your control. So I want to say it that way because, um, let me just be very honest with you. There were some incredible candidates at, um, the Miss America competition this past year that including my sister that were incredibly, uh, I was incredibly shocked to see not make the top 15 and it's not to discredit anybody else's accomplishments. Every class is an amazing class of individuals. Um, but I think sometimes you can tell when somebody who's just absolutely stellar for some reason doesn't, um, make the top 15 and it's a bit peculiar at a national level you know, wouldn't be surprised, but at a state level, uh, it really doesn't happen that often to be completely honest with you guys. Um, and I'll talk about this in a second, but I can normally pick a winner off the introduction and you're like, no, you can't. Oh my gosh. No, you can't. Uh, yes, I can. I test it all the time. I go to pageants all the time, you know, obviously not in 2020, but I go to pageants all the time and I'll turn to somebody next to me and I'm like, she's going to win. Or I'll be like, it's one of these two girls right from the introduction. And why is that? Why is that? Well, it's because so much of your pageant experience, so much of being a charismatic person, so much of exuding that it factor, that ominous it factor that we all so strive to operate in is as as much internal characteristics as it is external characteristics. And that's super, super important to realize or else you will run yourself like a hamster on a wheel working on, oh my gosh, is my body perfect? Is my walk perfect? Is my hair perfect? And believe me, those things are incredibly important. But it's the girl in the dress, as you've all heard. It's the girl in the swimsuit. And if I don't want to go hang out with you afterwards as a judge, then I don't really want to pick you as my title holder, especially if I'm a judge who's actually from the state of which I am competing. So I just want to preface it, all of this with that, that at a local and state level, like I said, these things will work like clockwork. We had a 95% success rate of all of our girls winning interview in the season of 2019. And obviously we haven't had a ton of pageants um, in 2020, but I have a bunch of girls competing next weekend. So we'll see. Could have some national titles. Super excited. They are going to do amazingly. And so we will just have to keep you guys um up to date on those types of things. So anyways, we'll dive in. That was number zero. Um, number one is the, the number one reason why you are not winning your pageant. Please turn your listening ears on. Okay. Is that you don't make sense. I don't make sense. What do you mean by that? Uh, what? Yeah, you don't make any sense. Um, what I mean by this is that your stories are probably all over the place. Oftentimes what I see is, uh, that well-meaning pageant coaches tell girls, tell stories, just tell stories, use imagery, tell stories, tell stories, hey, tell stories. But they don't really uh, kind of flesh out what that actually means. That was my experience even when I competed for Miss Nebraska so many years ago. And even in NAM when I competed like a million years ago one time. Uh, and I remember I was so confused because a girl like me has got some stories and knows how to talk. But I'd walk out of the room and I'd be, you know, disappointed if I didn't win. And uh, I, I didn't realize that I was kind of all over the place. 
And I'm sure all of you guys listening have had this moment where you walk out of there and you're like, I think, uh, I think I told them all about me. Um, yeah, cool. I think that what I wanted to come across was what actually came across. So, uh, I think I did a good job (laughs) and we've all had that moment. And so, uh, I really encourage you to hone in on what I call your super stories, which are the main elements of who you are that you want to talk about. And, um, that's where we work on with all of our clients in our inner circle or in our interview mastery academy or on our one-on-one level, what those super stories are, what that means, how you can flesh them out, what kinds of questions you need to ask yourself, what types of things the judges are actually interested in, what they're not interested in, what you might be giving way too much detail on and no one cares, um, when judges' brains shut off and how you can actually engage them emotionally and physiologically and psych- psychologically to be super engaged with what you're talking about. That's the real secret and all that good stuff. So you might not be making sense. Your brand is probably off um, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit too, but your, your pictures, your messaging, your frequency, your social media, stuff like that, and your style also may not match the words that are coming out of your mouth. So make sure that you're in alignment that you make sense. Um, number two, you may not have gone deep enough into your why. Now I know that this has become a really popular phrase nowadays. So people, hopefully you listening know what I mean by your why. Um, but I find that women who are incredibly intelligent, which is almost every pageant woman have a really hard time, um, visualizing their why for a couple different reasons. If you're more of a feeler, then you might have a hard time visualizing your why because you feel like it's mean to, um, tell why you are better than somebody and you've locked this into your brain that explaining why you are you should get the job why you should be the title holder has to put somebody else down in the process which is absolutely not true gonna break that lie for you right now and um, then if you're more of an intellectual thinker like myself then you have no problem um, sharing that but you uh you just have a hard time kind of connecting emotionally to the depths of that. You know the reasons why, you need the, you know the details why, you know the facts of why you are accomplished, why you've worked so hard for this, but maybe you don't know how to actually connect in a way that the judges, again, want to hang out with you afters, after, and in a way that's not just logical and, you know, winning, but also, hey, like, here's why I have a soul, too. So maybe think about that, because that could be a huge reason why, especially if you're getting to top five, you guys, you might have a great answer for, um, you know, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Those types of questions are easy for you, but you might really struggle with the depth part of that. So I encourage you in that. Um, number three is your mind. So like I said earlier, the internal aspects of your prep are just as important as the external aspects of your prep. So your mind might be working in what's called autonomic failure rather than on an autonomic success. There's a book that I have everybody read that's the number one um, self-image book of all time for all my clients. And it really details this out for them. Um, and I believe that it's important to give Um, my clients, a a huge reading list, as you guys can see behind me. For those of you guys who are watching this, I have a bookshelf here and I also have a bookshelf across the room. I'm obsessed with reading and books and you should see my Audible account. It's just out of control. Um, But the reason why is because knowledge is power 
and knowledge is power. And maybe you grew up not being such a reader. Maybe you grew up um, as somebody who, you know, was even dyslexic or had a problem reading. Well, I encourage you, um, the more that you get to know who you are and how your mind works, how your brain works, and you grow um, a success or an abundance mindset that is full of self-confidence and self-assurance and self-esteem, which is something that I work incredibly uh, a lot on with all of my clients. Um, In fact, I was just on a call last night with some of my Miss USA sisters and was kind of describing to them how we do identity foundation um, and formation of uh, building their the self-worth of all of my clients, which again is in the Interview Mastery Academy. You'll learn all that, our online course. Um, and they were like, oh my gosh, I want to be coached by you. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. you know. But it's because I've had to walk through this myself. You guys, I've had to walk through... Um, not feeling like I was anybody. I've had to walk through terrible self-confidence and comparison back when I was a teenager and severe bullying and an abusive relationship and all these different things and eating disorder, which is, you know, a control mechanism. And so I've walked through this personally. I've had to overcome these things personally. I've had to work through anxiety and fear and these different problems in life. And so I promise you, I want to teach you how you can have this victory in your life as well. And it's so important for more than pageant you guys. It's so incredibly important. It's not just about pageants um, at all. And I think what I want to help you do, hopefully in listening to this podcast and our IGTV show, is that I can expand your territory of your mindset and your self-belief and the foundations of your identity. But I want to help you get your mind on autonomic success, which means that your mind is working for you rather than a protective mechanism of failure, which is working against you pretty much at all times where you're expecting the worst um, to protect yourself from what could happen. And what this looks like in a practical sense is when you're practicing, 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 but then when you actually get to um, the stage, it's it's not working how you planned. Um, everything goes out the window. You don't hear the question, all that kind of stuff. So that's number three. And then number four, let me look at my notes real quick. Number four is your, your ego and your identity are too much in it. So like I said, if you only have the foresight of seeing to that Saturday night, to that Sunday night, and you want it so badly, um, how many of y'all can raise your hand listening to this who have seen that girl? Hopefully it's not you, um, who you're like, oh my gosh, her identity is just like totally in pageants. Like who else is she without pageants? And I would, I would encourage you to really uh, go on a journey of identity and discovery that you're not that girl um, because it's really obvious to know who that girl is and no condemnation. We all have to start from somewhere. But I encourage you to dig deep into who you are outside of pageants because that's what truly makes you interesting in an interview, right? The more stories you have will make you interesting. But how do you get stories in the first place? You have to go address life. You have to go fail. You have to get back up. You have to try new things. That's the way that your character is shaped and molded and developed. And if you're just doing pageant to pageant to pageant, that's how you become you know, pageant patty and sorry, you're just not very relatable. And you can say I'm relatable and you can say I'm a leader and you can say that I'm strong and you can say that you've been through things, but really have you? It's so easy to tell whose identity and whose ego is wrapped up in their placement. And I would love to walk on this journey with you and help you get to a place where I promise you it won't even matter to you. You will go into pageant weekend just loving who you are and having a great time and knowing that your prep will help you to succeed. 
I always say, so our Interview Mastery Academy is an eight-week online course that is self-paced. You can, you know, you can take as long as you want. You get access to it for life. And right now it's 50% off for our beta users. I'd love to invite you to be a part of that. Um, the doors will close the second week of September, but we will cut down your prep time for interview by 66%. 66%, you guys. Seriously, you will be totally ready in eight weeks. That is my promise to you. And there's a bonus week with a bunch of resources at the end and stuff that I have for you. You guys, I've walked this journey perfectly personally for the last six years. I'm a two-time state title holder, won both of my first try, and I'm so excited to take all this to Miss USA. It is the most relevant coaching and teaching that you could ever have at your disposal right now because everything I'll be teaching you in the Interview Mastery Academy or in our inner circle is for your benefit and is something that I'm using for Miss USA right now. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want you guys to win your pageant. So if you're competing soon and you listen to this podcast, please, please, please DM us or email us and let us know if this helped you place high higher um, or hopefully win your title. That would mean so, so, so much to me. And as always, please reach out if you want to be um, a member of the beta class of Interview Mastery Academy. You'll get 50% off. You'll get grandfathered into the um, course when it's all polished and finished in January or February of next year. And we'd love to just invite you into the family so that you can grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, not only in pageant prep, but also in life. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of season two of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Megan. As always, you can follow me at Megan underscore Swanson. You can DM us to join our email list. You can follow us at Powerhouse Pageantry or at the Powerhouse Project. And I'm so excited to get to continue to pour into your life spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and relationally. Wow, that's a mouthful. In this beautiful year of 2020, never forget your worth, stand up for what you believe in, and allow your spirit to stand up on the inside of you to show you who you really are. Have a great day.